Hey everybody, thanks for taking time to listen to 7 Minutes There and Back, which is a podcast about me just driving to and from work, talking about sometimes the incoherent and random thoughts in my head, but also just an outlet to unload the stress of the day or to prepare for the day and hopefully open some doors to have conversations amongst your friends or amongst myself and any of you, so... You know, if you like it, follow me. If you don't, don't. Thanks for everything and enjoy the show. Good morning, all. <clears throat> Happy Thursday. Um, before we get going, let me get out the driveway and get the garage door closed. Get into the verse of the day. <clears throat> all right, verse of the day today is from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Um, Another really strong verse, guys. It's almost like the whole book. Um, all 66 little books inside there have good, strong verses. Now, this, this verse from Jeremiah is, as I read through it and, and kind of think through it, uh, is pretty powerful, you know, to know that the Lord has a has a plan for you, and it's a plan of good, not a plan of evil, and to know that ultimately the Lord's calling on every one of our lives is to give us a future and to give us hope. Um, there are seasons and moments and times in our lives where we all feel like Maybe there is no future. Maybe there is no hope. Maybe maybe this is just the best we can get. And Scripture tells us, um, especially Jeremiah 29, as we just read, tells us that's not the case. Because it says, for I, have, for I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope and that i mean that should be encouraging enough right those those plans exist for each and every one of us and each and every one of our children and our spouses so continue to strive for that plan the plan the lord has for you because it's one of good so uh good good verse of the day that's back to back good days um i love that secondly i want to talk a little bit today about opportunity my wife and I had to meet with uh, one of the leaders of our church last night and just talk through I told you guys we started a, a Bible study group with our little group of friends that we do life with and for those of you who listen hi um, and what we talked about last night was he asked us you know what it's been like to be a part of the church we've been there about a year a little over a year now and be a part of the church, what it was previously like to be um, at, at our previous church. And then we got into some some deep, deeper theological questions, but really they were more philosophical from a theological standpoint. He asked, you know, questions like, what does discipleship mean to you? Um, what does being on mission mean to you? And ultimately the answer came down to the fact that my wife and I and our group of people, and, and we talked about this as a group. It's not just her and I deciding this for the group, but 
my wife and I feel that at this point in time with our group of friends, um, there's probably 12 to 15 kids between us as well as anywhere between 8 to 12 adults depending on, on kind of who's around the table with us. And our calling right now is discipling to those people, right? And growing those people and allowing our kids to grow up in, in God-centered homes and crave the Lord and seek the Lord and then take that out into the world with them so that when needed, they're equipped and ready because there will be moments where they need them. So we talked a lot about discipleship being that, but piece of discipleship that my wife talked about, which I thought was really good, was knowing the gospel, right? Knowing the Bible, knowing it intimately, understanding it so you can identify false teachers, so you can identify these false prophets, so you can know what to look for in the warning signs because the enemy is creative. And I thought that was really, really beautiful. But I thought it was powerful that both her and my view on discipleship were different, right? So my view on discipleship, which is the thing that I think I crave, so it's the reason why I think it's a part of it, is training people in how to have relationship and communicate with the Lord, right? So my wife is training people to get into the Bible and understand it, and deep dive it, and really digest it. And mine was this idea of creating relationship with the Lord. And so... Ultimately, that's where where our family landed on what discipleship is, is knowing the gospel, but also knowing that it's a real and live and living, breathing word and a living, breathing God who we're seeking relationship with. So I thought that was a, a really good conversation that we were able to have. Um, also, last night, I put in a little bit of work, a little late night work, probably was working from like 930 to 10 just trying to uh, generate a win for a teammate of mine. Uh, I feel like at times people get in seasons where they just they just can't get the win. And once they do, kind of the levy breaks, right? You get one win and second one falls, third one falls, fourth one falls, fifth one falls. But getting that first one is sometimes hard. So um, my, my wife and I were talking a little bit last night about she asked, like, why are you putting in the extra work right now? And so I told her and, you know, ultimately she understood completely and started to feel like her and I talked a little bit about where are we going to get that first win in our in our 2024, in our marriage, in our year. And that first win is going to come for us this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday night after we put the kids to bed. We are doing our annual goals summit. So we will do goals for 2024 we'll sit down we'll write them all out we will put in place our plans and check-ins and all of that so our first win of 2024 will be sitting down clearing the calendar for two days and dedicating anywhere between eight and ten hours of time just her and i together in silence no distractions tvs nothing like that and just write out what it is we want to achieve in the coming year so we'll talk a little more in the afternoon because i'm curious to know what others are doing for 2024 what the big goals are what your guys is um stretch goals what you're striving for that you hope to achieve but maybe you don't 
and you know that's okay too sometimes right to put a goal out there that's gonna require uh all the stars to fall into place but you think you could do it it's a good it's a good job but then you got to have some attainable goals right so we'll talk a little bit in the afternoon about what the difference between goals and commitments are and then how to maybe set some goals so thanks guys see you on the other side Thanks for listening to the morning. Now, roughly eight or nine or ten or six hours later. Howdy, howdy, y'all. Headed home. It is uh, Bible study night with that family that we spend time with, that group that we spend time with, so that'll be exciting. Um, This morning I told you that we'd spend the afternoon talking about what I feel the difference between goals and commitments are. Um, and as my wife and I step into our, you know, goals and commitments event for the weekend, it's a, it's a thing we take pretty seriously. We put on our schedule. It's a pretty big block of time that we carve out. So um, very high level overview um, between goals and commitment. And we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Um, so apologize if some of this is, is regurgitated, but I think it's important, especially in this season. So uh, goals are things that we want to attain. They're things that we want in a world that is attainable. It's a world that could happen given a perfect series of events, right? So a good example of a goal is... I want to lose, I don't know, I'm, 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 I want to lose 10 pounds. That's a goal. Now, that goal is is attainable. You know, it could be difficult. I mean, there could be things that you have to do. But your goals should be built out of the commitments you make. So say your goal is lose 10 pounds. What's a good commitment for that? A commitment is something you can control in its entirety. So a commitment is, I will, I commit to not eating fast food more than once a week. I commit to working out four days a week. So commitments are things that you can do with little to no change uh, in your current situation. Another good example that I know people bring up all the time, it's a big one for us too, is uh, reducing debt. Okay, what is your goal? I want to reduce my debt by uh, $2,000. Okay, how are you going to do that? Well, in order to reduce my debt, I'm going to commit to doing these three things which will make me or save me $2,000 that I can then spend on paying my debt off. Where I think people fall short is they, they put a goal out there. and They're like, here's my goal. I did it. I set a goal. And they won don't check in, and two, they don't build a roadmap to get there that makes any sense or a whole lot of sense or is very feasible or is too, honestly, too hard. So I never, I I personally don't um, tell people to take the cold turkey approach to anything or the immediate boiling hot water approach, which is the other way, right? So If you've never been to a gym a day in your life, I don't recommend going to the gym seven days a week right out the gate. 
There are people who would tell me I'm I'm way out of my mind wrong. I just don't think it's very good for you. I think your body would would do a whole number of things uh, to include being hurt and probably get injured. And then you'd get sick, so you're like hurt from the soreness, and then you have an injury because you're trying to lift and compensate through soreness that you don't really understand because you've never been in the gym before. So in those types of events, I don't ever really encourage cold turkey or, or boiling water. And that, that goes the same for everything, right? Unless, <laughs> I guess I'll add the caveat, unless whatever it is you're trying to stop doing is potentially an immediately deadly event. <clears throat> um, if you're experimenting with recreational drugs and they could kill you, I would recommend the cold turkey approach to that immediately. If you're eating a, a fast food burger four days a week, I would recommend instead of going to zero, go to two and then go to one and then go to zero because as people, we're still going to crave things that we want. We're still going to crave our desires. So instead of going immediately to the other end of the spectrum, taper it off convince your body and yourself and your mind that what you're going through isn't that bad. So that's, that's kind of my thought, right? So goals are, are big commitments are steps in order to get there. And then inside of every goal you have, there should be a reward for yourself. So you should find a way to make every goal feel like you're pursuing something that is tangible to you. If you're a person who uh, likes to buy shoes, you know, if you're a shoe guy or a shoe girl or whatever, maybe you say, okay, every time we pay off $1,000 worth of debt, I get a new pair. I can buy a new pair of shoes. Or every time we pay off $2,000 worth of debt, whatever the number is. So say you have, you know, your goal is $2,000 in a year. Maybe you do it at the thousand way point. So you're like, okay, that's my halfway point. That was really rewarding. That got me to where I needed to be because it allows you to make some lifestyle changes, saving the money, spending it on debt, moving it around. But also there's an immediate, uh, gratification reward in that being new shoes at the halfway point or at these markers that you put in place. So I always tell people when you're building goals, find ways to put a goal out there that means something to you. Don't put a goal out that won't matter to you in 90 days or 60 days or something that, you know, you're not sure you care about. Don't put goals out that you're not even sure you want to pursue because that's just setting yourself up to say, well, that goal doesn't matter. And neither do Whoa, sorry about that. Uh, I got a phone call from somebody who um, I admire. So I was answering that and talking through something with them. But um, just remember when you're building out your goals and your commitments and understandings for, uh, 2024, that you do it in a way that makes it rewarding, makes it fun and makes it a challenge for you. Don't build goals that are easy. Don't build goals that are unattainable and ensure that all of your goals have a commitment or an actual action, actual action step associated with it. If your goal is for something to change without you doing anything, that's not going to happen. So make the time, make the change, see the effect. Thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow.